Justice Jones, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Pumped to have hey. you on. Um, I'm sure it's nice and cold out there in Iowa. Yeah, no, I appreciate you, Ryan. Yeah, the, <laughs> we got about shoot, 12 inches of snow last night and or yesterday. Oh, uh, damn. Had, to, uh, had to snow blow twice, so it was uh, it's been a been a fun experience, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, as as I said, we always start off the show. Um, funny story, something wild, something crazy. It could be as a player, it could be back from Pee Wee days, it could be in your um, you know, player development days. Um, what's what's a good one you got us to to go ahead and get us kicked off with? Hmm. That's a good question, man. Uh, uh I I guess that there's there's probably two that come to mind. Okay. Um one as a player and one as a one as a player development professional. Uh I'll guess I'll start with the player one. So played ball bowling green 2007 to 2011 and uh you know you have summer conditioning in the in the summer. And uh we I, th- I think we were doing half gas or something like that, you know, uh-huh. like we had like 15 of them, right? And we had to make our times and we had to hit our lines. And Coach Hillman, who I work with now uh, at Iowa State, he was our strength coach. And back then he was, uh, for lack of better words, he was a wild boy, right? He was, he was just, he was crazy. Yeah. Right? But awesome, awesome. I mean, he, he he meant really well. Right. And he has a big, he has a big like strength and conditioning coaching tree that, I mean, it, for, for good reason too, he's a really good strength coach. Uh, but this particular day, uh, we did not make our times a lot. We hit missed lines a lot. And so after getting done with our 15 half gassers, he had us do uh, 20 up downs for each time or line that we missed. And I think it, I think if I remember correctly, it totaled about 195. And, oh, and you're, thinking, you're thinking like five, like that doesn't make any sense. Well, he added and subtracted whatever he wanted to. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it, it, it landed on that 195 spot. And so it, that was probably the craziest thing as a player. But then, you know, as, a, as we're, as we're kind of going through it, like there's anarchy and like guys are just losing their heads, losing their yeah. tools. Like we had a, we had a fight. So after that, we kind of broke off into position uh, little drills. And I mean, we had a wide receiver fight. I mean, it was in, like insane, <laughs> yeah. like just anarchy all over the place. He saw like, right. Like, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't like a big kind of like fighter, you know? So I just right. kind of disturbed everything. I'm like, dang, the linebackers are fighting. God, is that the D line fighting over there? God, <laughs> yeah. like no pads on, no nothing. Right. Uh, and I, and uh, yeah, that's, that was, that was probably the, the most interesting wild time i would say yeah uh, but then as a, as a player developed professional uh one player who who will remain nameless uh, yeah. when I was with the buccaneers you probably know who he is um he uh had an interesting now i'm with i'm with the bucks he had an interesting kind of end to his career um you know as you could probably guess who it is right yeah so he uh this is my first time meeting him. We signed him, I think the second or third game, maybe. Um, and uh, and so we signed him, and we have an instant connection because we went to both. We went to we both went to Mac schools, and so I, I kind of he kind of leaned on me a lot. I was his guy for a little bit, and at the time we had a, a ticket uh, person, uh, ticket manager. Her name was Amy, and she wasn't allowed in the building because this was COVID, and so I kind of helped facilitate tickets. Right and. I think the wildest thing uh again as a professional was when i'm talking to this player i'm like hey this is how tickets work these are what these are the different sections you know you have this section you have that section um and you get to decide whatever you know what section you want and so you got four comp tickets which is you know or i think two comp tickets which is you know free or, or taxed right and then you pay for the rest and so he was like give me eight and i'm like all right awesome you know where do you want them to be seated at he's like Give me five over here, two over in this section, and then one in this section. But they have to be they have to be separate. And I'm like, that's kind of odd. So I asked him like, <laughs> what what is what's the deal with that? Why do you why do you want them in different sections? And he was like, well, you gotta keep the uh, bad girls away from the good girls. Essentially, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I'm out. <laughs> Are you serious? Now he used some explicit language, that right? right. But I was just like, oh my goodness, like. That was my first kind of introduction Intro. to to him, but then also to guys that kind of do that. And I'm like, huh, that's fascinating. I did not know that that was a, a, a thing, like, to the extent of 
now you got to think about where you're placing people for tickets. Like, yeah, God. yeah, <laughs> yeah. As a player development professional, it's like, oh, shoot, I feel like I should talk to him about this. You know, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we got to have a real heart to heart conversation about this. <laughs> This is no bueno, buddy. Like, you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems awfully yeah. risky too. Like, come on, right, man. right. And so, and so that's why I said, I'm like, hey, like you should, you should probably consider, you know, what you're doing, you know. And and I said it lightheartedly and stuff like because I was, I wasn't the director at, at at in Tampa. I was like kind of like the the low man on the totem pole, and so right. I didn't want to completely crush the 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 relationship like day right two, off the bat. You know? Yeah. You know? So it's like ah, uh, yeah, but. Yeah, so that was Damn. that, but Damn. that was an interesting, interesting, kind of wild introduction to that guy. No, no kidding. So how did you, I guess let's start there is, um, I guess, how did you get into this world, right? The idea of like player, player development, it seems to be becoming more popular, um, becoming uh, like a growing piece of the puzzle, a growing industry, especially, you know, within college sports and helping out athletes. And I guess... How did you get into it? And what was like the intriguing draw at the beginning of, of like to take on a role like that? Yeah. Um, so actually, Ryan, can we pause for just real? Yeah. Real, yeah. So sorry, man. No, you're good. My daughter. Yeah. So uh, how I got into this field, man, um, I had a. So, like I said, I played ball from 2007 to 2011, and uh, this role didn't exist when I played. Like, it, didn't, yeah. it, it was a thing, right? And so, I felt like we had a really good coach, uh, Dave Plossom, who's now the head coach at Wake Forest, and he instilled some values in us that I didn't know that I needed at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I felt really appreciative. However, he came in late, right? And so, he came my going into my third year, so third, fourth, and fifth year, he was with me. And I just didn't have a direction, man. So I started working at State Farm uh, after college, then went down to Miami, sold cruises. Shoot, didn't, ain't never been on a cruise before in my life. And uh, (laughs) they're not even selling them. Uh, Went over to Tampa and and worked in the tech industry. Again, barely doing Excel sheet, but there I am fixing computers, man, or like, you know, uh, 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 remotely, right? And so... uh, it was at that point, man, I was like, man, I, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't feel like I have a passion for it. Um, so how can I how can I do something that helps people right. that I have a passion for? And I felt like in that in that thought process or in that or in that thinking, I felt like I was getting called back to football. Right. I really did. I felt like I was getting called back to sports um, and I didn't want to do it. Simply because if I was going to do it, I wanted to not just be another athlete asking for a job. So right. I wanted to get a master's. I wanted to have some accreditation, some backing behind my name so I could walk into the building and say, no, I wasn't just that. I, I, I played the game, sure. But now I studied the game and the game behind the game, the finances, the leadership, uh, the marketing, all these things that go into it. So I'm not just, hey. I'm a former athlete, please like help me out. Like, no, no, right. I don't want to find out, right? I, w- I want someone who you can trust and who you can believe in and know that you're getting a guy that's coming into a building who knows what he's talking about. And so with that, finally did it. Um, I was, at, at the time, I was just kind of lazy. I'm like, God, I don't want to do it. I just don't want to. But then uh, broke down and did it. So I got my master's in sports administration at Liberty University. And um Right after that, as I was as I was finishing up, I reached out to my old uh, head football coach, Dave Clawson, just thanking him. I was like, man, I appreciate what you did for us. Our program was in shambles when you came. Um, we were six and six when you came and like we we're good, but we weren't like that great. Right. And so like, right. it was field stuff. So uh, I appreciated him. I thanked him. He was like, hey, like, what are you doing? Uh, or uh, well, let me back up. I told him you're part of the reason why. I want to go into what I'm going into. So I, I appreciate you. Don't want anything. I just wanted to let you know that, you know, I know coaches kind of like that kind of thing. Um, we're former players like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I think most coaches really want to make an impact in young kids' lives. Obviously, they want to win, but they also want to make a, an impact in young kids' lives. And I just wanted to let him know that he did that for me. Um, and so uh, he asked me, he was like, hey, you know, are you looking for an internship? Like, what do you what do you want? And I'm like, I mean, I'll take it. I really yeah, what you got? I'll, I'll take one right, right. So, 
so me and my my wife moved up to uh, North Carolina uh, for a season. And right when I got there, I reached out to who was going to someone who was going to be my boss then uh, in the future, Duke Preston, because um, I saw an article about him right before we left for uh, Winston-Salem, uh, just about what he was doing in player development and how he was a former player. Uh, Duke Preston, um, you know, played in the league for about, I think, six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was with the Bills for four or five, had a cup of coffee with Green Bay and then end his career in Dallas. Um, Christian guy. Um, and so I reached out to him and I was like, hey, man, I, I want to pick your brain. I, I want to see what you do. I want to kind of see if this something like this interests me. And kind of the 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 joke with that is like I reached out to him in September. He didn't reach back out to November. He kind of ghosted me for a little bit. But yeah. It all worked out because, you know, the first thing he asked was, hey, are you still in Winston-Salem? Are you back in Florida? You know, do you do you, I have an internship I'm trying to fill? I was like, oh, sweet. All right. Well, that's awesome, too. Um, so talk to him. And uh, that's where I kind of got my player development feet wet was in Tampa, uh, starting with an internship there. And um, I knew I wanted to do player development. I truly first wanted to, to go into compliance. And uh, I know everyone thinks like, yeah, compliance, like (laughs) I, and the reason why I wanted to go in that is because when I was doing my master's, uh, I I felt like I didn't want to take on more of a a big risk of the coaching side. I didn't want to coach. I I know I didn't want to do that. Um, And I I, I felt like I didn't want to be kind of like a GM or something just because again, the turnover, I was kind of nervous about that scared. I was starting a family. And so I saw, I, I reached out to every compliance director in the state of Florida and uh just asking if i could shadow him for a day and one of the people that reached out reached back out was uh there's three people that reached out or uh, reached back out her name was hannah Delt, and she worked at southeastern florida or something like that mm-hmm. and uh, i got to see her in action and so what she did was she did compliance for them but she also did player development a pseudo player development role that she was doing and i was like man this is awesome like that's what i want to do like the compliance side that that part was always really easy to me that kind of like making a puzzle work right uh, or finding the pieces to the puzzle but she was doing something that i don't think a lot of compliance directors were doing um really having a hand in the investment or, or investing in the player right um and she did it for all sports right so i was like that's what i want to do that's that's what i want to do and so i think that's where i first got the the idea in my head of player development from hannah delp so i got to give a shout out to her yeah and um and, I, and, and when I came back, uh, so the the southeastern Florida is in, in Lakeland, and I came back to uh, to Tampa, and I told my wife, I'm like, man, I actually like this. This is pretty cool. Like, this is what I kind of want to do. Um, she was like, shoot, man, that's awesome. Let's let's go for it. And so, um, like I said, Florida to Winston-Salem, Winston-Salem back to Tampa, and then that's where I got my player development feet wet in uh, Tampa worked there for about three and a half years. Um, started some cool programs. We did a practice squad program. Uh, we had a, a wives and families newsletter that we sent out. Yeah, it's and all that stuff. So we started some cool things there. And then obviously we had our rookie academy uh, in Buck University that Duke's doing down there. Uh, we have a third we had a third and fourth year program that Duke started, man. It was it was awesome. It really was. And so uh, they do really good work down there. And uh, how I got here was in 2021. Uh, my old strength coach, the, the strength I was talking about, Coach Hillman, he yeah. reached out and said, hey, we're, we're starting player develop. We're trying to we're trying to do this player development thing. Like, are you, do you have any interest in in coming up? And I was like, we had just won the Super Bowl, so it was kind of tough. Like we were kind of riding high still. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't. Florida <laughs> versus Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> no. And and truly, it was that. But it was also, it was also. I felt like, uh, I felt like at the time there were still some players that I wanted to touch, um, yeah. in Tampa, and I felt like my work wasn't done in Tampa. I felt like I still. And, and personally, for me, professionally, I don't think I was ready yet. I still needed to work on some things in my game, uh, public speaking wise, organization wise, that I felt like eh, I probably wouldn't be best served up there yet. Right. And so they came back around again in 2022. And I thought they just wanted to talk player development shop like, hey, this is this is what we're thinking. So they kind of picked my brain about. So I, I, I they, they say, hey, can we just have a Zoom call with you? I'm like, absolutely. No problem. And so I hop on the Zoom call. It was a setup. It, it, it is, it is, 
Coach Campbell, my old strength coach, our director of football operations, Skip, Derek Hoosier, uh, essentially our GM. Uh, we got uh, Tim Day, facilities manager. We got uh, senior associate athletic director of student affairs. I'm like, golly, <laughs> what is going on here? There's like seven people on this Ambush. Thing. So then, So then I'm just talking player development. I'm like, yeah, this is how I would do it. This is pretty cool. And then around the 30 minute mark and i wish someone would have recorded this like when the the thing right around the 30 minute mark they start asking me questions about how i would do things specifically for them and i'm like oh this is an interview <laughs> this isn't yeah interview. this yeah. isn't like a hey we're just talking shop this is no we're we're trying to see if you're a right fit i'm like oh and and it, literally i was kind of sitting like this when i realized it i'm like hmm mm-hmm. hey guys <laughs> yep all right all right so um uh, so then I got a, another interview, um, in person, got to see the guys work out and, uh, shoot the rest of history, man. So, uh, that's how I landed here. Um, and that's how I kind of got my player development feet as well. And so the connection is obviously my strength coach, um, our director of football ops. He was at Bowling Green with me. He didn't play, but he was a like student manager and all that stuff. Um, and then, um, coach Campbell was our offensive line coach my first two seasons uh, yeah there's a lot of connection yeah it's wild man it is yeah what's the uh like what are what's the differences and which one would be like which one has i guess they each have their own challenges but like obviously like pro guys versus college right because at one you're talking to more or less like the grown man versus, you know, as you enter the college world, it's young adults and they're fighting their own different battles. You know, for me is like kind of been in that college world a little bit too, is, is like, it's, they're trying to find themselves essentially, right? right? Like their identity and obviously, you know, like life after sports and the whole nine. So what, what's the differences there and what are kind of it's each own set of challenges and dealing and dealing with that? Uh, well, I would say like the differences are the, the way that you like the, the, the college football culture is extremely different than the NFL culture, right? Like the NFL culture. Yes, there's some screaming and yelling, but at that point, you're not screaming at a 35 year old man with two kids and two mortgages. So you're not doing right? it makes like, 30 million dollars. Yeah, 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 right. You're going to talk <laughs> to my grown man like, hey, this is what you need to do. Figure it out or you cut. Right. And the football culture is a lot different because you're trying to groom these young men into great leaders and community leaders and husbands and fathers and and nine to five guys. Right. So, like, you're trying to cultivate that. So there's a little more rah, rah, screaming and yelling a little bit. Uh, I, I would say that's like the coaching difference. Like now the player development difference. I would say that in the pros, you're trying to prepare them and give them tools to be the best at that current job right there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like. What are you doing off the field that's going to hurt you on the field? Mm-hmm. And, and there's an element of that in college. And I think that's the, that's a big part of it. What are you doing off the field to hurt yourself on the field? But then also you have to think 1.6% of all Division One athletes or Division One football players go pro, right? So like that leaves 98.4% of the rest of the population that's not going to go pro, but 98.4% of them think they're going to go pro. And so, like, you have to have those tough conversations with them and say, hey, look, your dreams, awesome. They should run like this. Your backup plan or your – not even your backup plan, but the, the the plan after football should run congruently like this. So how are we working on both at the same time, right? Not one being a distraction or one being a distraction, but how can they work on them at the same time? Because fo- there's a lot of ties in football that tie into life or the nine-to-five or how you – uh, develop your children or or have a, a critical conversation with your wife or your spouse. And so I think that's kind of the biggest difference is you're trying to get sit, get some guys to see that this college experience is the end of the football road. You're trying to get some guys to see, hey, if you if you want to have a shot at the NFL, these are things that you have to do. Um, and I think it's asking what are the or not asking, but but kind of trying to figure out the the ifs after football, right? Mm-hmm. If not the NFL, then what? But if the NFL, then how? Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that that I try to work on is okay, how can you be the best of the world at your sport? But then how are you preparing yourself for after football is done? Because we're all told at some point we can't play the child's game anymore, right? Like right. we're all told, like some some people are told at 22. 
most people are told at 18. There's some that are blessed. Shout out to Tom Brady that were told at like 45 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Like, we were, but we're all told at some point. Like there's no 90 year olds playing football. Like it's, right. not, it's not the reality. Right. So like we're all told. So what are we doing to kind of uh, to kind of get yourself prepared for that moment, just like you prepare for your moment in football. How are you preparing for that transitional moment? Because that's just if that that's just as important, if not more important than that opportunity for football. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, no. I guess those are, those are the differences. Yeah. I love that too, is one of the things that makes me think that stands out to me is actually I was having a conversation um, with an athlete last night. And like you said, is what are you doing on the field to be able to help you off the field? There's a quote that says the work should work on you more than you work on it. And so I'm like, are you just doing the work on the field, this person in, in a gym, right? Like, are you just doing that to check off the assignments on the list so that you can potentially get in a lineup and that you can contribute to the team? Or are you in the gym allowing that work to change who you are as a person so that when sports does come to an end, this is part of who you are. You are like, it it becomes part of your identity of of like, so you're setting yourself up because her argument was, was like, like, I'm not going to be like, this is not who I am. I'm like, you're correct, but it's also developing the person that you do want to become. So it it has to like it. Kind of the like how you do anything is how you do everything, um, you know, in that sense of, of like, if you're lazy here, then you're probably going to be lazy afterwards unless you decide to change who you are and your perceptions in the way that like you see the world. Yeah. So I love that. And I think it's so like looked over, I guess, so to speak, because they just think that you know, well, like when my time ends, I'll figure it out then. I'm like, dude, you're going to be, you're, you're going to be in a tough situation mm-hmm. to try to like put that puzzle together. Um, right. because you're, you're mental, like you're going to be sad. You're going to be lonely. You're going to be, you're going to have stress. You're going to have anxiety. Um, so I'm curious, like, is those pretty much similar conversations that you're having, I guess, with with the guys now of of like utilize this time to become the person yeah absolutely and i think i think like so so the the big thing is building great habits um and we kind of tailor it around football but then that's where i come in and say okay this isn't just for football it's how you do like and, and coach campbell says this all the time like he really does and, and it's funny that you said it how you do anything is how you do everything and uh so yes we're building great habits for football but we're also building great habits for life and so like if you have a misassignment on a play or if you cheat a rep right like don't you think that's going to carry over like right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like excuse me for instance we had a guy who who um, who left his wallet or couldn't find his wallet for like the longest time. And I'm like, look, you should have your wallet on you at all times. Doesn't matter where you're going because he left it at home or something. Like, he couldn't find it. Yeah. I'm like, your wallet is something that you carry with you all the time. Right. Like it should be it should be on your person at all times, no matter where you are, unless you're going to sleep. It should be on you at all times. It's like, yeah, but I just got my credit card in here and and my my ID and this. And I'm like, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, you should have that on you at all times because the system that you're using right now is not working for you. Yeah. Because you left your wallet multiple times. Right. And so he was thinking of it as like, oh, this is just like a thing that I gotta, you know, I I like I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. Like I I don't need to bring my wallet. It's like, okay, I get it. All right. So I let him be for a little bit. Lo and behold, he were we were in Memphis and he forgot that he left. He couldn't find his wallet again. <laughs> I'm like, look, bro, look, look. You have to understand now how you. So I, I and and I didn't say how you do anything is how you do everything, but essentially I said how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So like you leaving your wallet, I couldn't find it, right? And he was a he's a freshman who's getting a a little bit of playing time, right? But then he had a hiccup kind of midway through the season and and um and the coaches didn't quite trust him right and so it's like look do you see the correlation between you 
the minor details of losing your wall and the minor details of, oh, I'm supposed to shoot the B gap and I shoot the, the C gap. And so, like, do you see the minor details? And so like, you have to understand that the football aspect is now translating to your life aspect because football is heightened because it's, we're in the big 12. It's not high school anymore. You can't just bully, buddy. Same, same thing. Uh, the, the school aspect or your life aspect is more busier because there's more time invested in football. You have all these classes, you're in a new environment, you're in a new state. So like, you have to now figure out that the little details in your life over time create the biggest impact. And so it's like, dude, I understand that like everyone wants to hit the home run. I got it. But there yeah. ain't nothing wrong with hitting four singles. You still get the run in. Yeah. Like, you, still have to, you have to understand that like the little things, man, it's like people talk about the little things all the time. And Coach talks about the little things as well, too. <laughs> and it's like the little things. I, I don't think sometimes this, these the uh, uh, players understand that, but in, in myself included when I was a player sometimes, the little things add up to the big thing that you want. You know, it's like we're all searching for that big, big uh, 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 life-changing moment, like the, right. the lottery moment. Well, sure, but similar to the lottery, if you invest $5 every day, eventually it'll be to what you want. Right. But if you continue to put five dollars in the lotto, hoping that you're going to get some big payday, you're going to be sorely mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're investing your time into the wrong thing. Right. Or you're investing your time into, man, I just need to, to bench 500 pounds and I'll be OK. Well, you're still jumping off sides. So like, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to play regardless. Yeah. And like same thing. Right. Like if you were to get pulled over without your wallet. Now, again, being very transparent, as a young, young uh, football black player in the state of Iowa, it's gonna it's gonna get hazy for you, buddy. So, like, why don't yeah. you just carry it on you so the small things don't escalate to big things? Yeah. Similar, the 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 similar to playing football, if you jump off sides on the fifty, sure, it's not a big deal, right? At the at the end of the day. But if you jump off sides when we're on the 50 and it's third and four and that puts them in field goal range, well, now it's a big thing. Yeah. Well, practice that consistency in those little things over time. So the little thing doesn't become a big thing similar in your life. The little thing doesn't become a big thing where now we're in we're in big trouble because we didn't take care of those little, little details. And that's I think that's the the the. That's the internal battle that most uh, young players struggle with is understanding and paying attention to the little things because they don't think the little things are big things, right? At the at the time. Yeah, yeah, I love that because I I the way like my brain like correlates that too is it it's stories, right? And like we've told ourselves this story long enough of like well, like not having my wallet doesn't matter or like whatever it is. And so there's this narrative or there's perception. It's like, anytime I go into a new team, it's just like, I always tell them, it's like the fastest way. Well, one of the fastest ways to change is like, you should challenge, like you should challenge everything in terms of your beliefs. Right. And so it's like, why don't you have your wallet? Well, blah, 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 blah. Like, does that serve you? Or does that not serve you? Right. And so I always say it does two things. I'll give a really extreme example. Um, you know, a lot of teams and players I work with are deeply like into their faith. And so if I ask them, I'm like, hey, like, like, why is it that you believe in God or like whoever? And if their response is because that's the way I grew up, that's a really poor answer to me because yeah. you sh you should understand why it is that you believe. And it does one of two things to me. It either firms the belief 10 times more. So it's like you come back and you're like, no, like, oh, my God, like I learned so much. And like, uh, like, like it really hardwires it more. Or you come back and you're like, I don't know, I got a lot of questions now. Right. Like you kind of <laughs> went and did your own research and your own study. And so yeah. it's like I think helping, like, as you say, is like helping them understand of, of like, why have you told yourself this story for this long that not having your wallet on you is not that big of a deal because like right. the, you weren't born that way. Right. Like there's not a gene right. that's like, don't have your wallet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, No, absolutely. Absolutely. But then it's, it's so funny that you said that too. Cause like 
I think that's a great way to put it. challenge challenging your own beliefs, why your own belief system, because when you break down stuff like that, I think most times you'll find out that like most bad habits or most things like that, you'll find out that like, I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea. It's just something that I blindly trusted or blindly believed. And this is who I am now. Right? Yeah. And so or even something silly, like literally, um, this was last week having a conversation with an athlete and their story was, was like essentially getting back into the rhythm of things. They're in the middle of season and, um, uh, like they were told one time back, I don't even know how old they were, but they were told one time for every week that you take off, it takes two weeks to come back. So if you miss a week, it takes two weeks to come back. If you miss two weeks, it takes four weeks. If you take four weeks. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, but the fact was, was like, they trusted this person. It was a coach. Right. And I think it was well-intended in the sense of, of like, it was just encouraging people like to not miss. Right. Like, I think that it was just an unintended consequence of, of like not knowing that that person was going to take that with them for the rest of their life. And they right. had a, they were on Christmas break. And so it was like, well, we had we had essentially like almost two weeks off. So their story was was like, it's going to take me a month to get back. I was like, no, you don't have a month, right? Like, and so it was it was like unwinding that, peeling back the onion. Like, where does that come from? And so that's what they got to, and they're like, oh my god, I was, they're like, yeah, like that that doesn't that doesn't help me out at all. And so it's like. You know, again, going back to, I think, just like challenging what those stories are of, of like, it could have been something somebody told you one time and you just adopted it. Um, no, it's true. It's very true. It is so true. That's a good point. That's yeah. really a good point. So I want to go back uh, for for a second is um, like when you were talking about like how you got into the field and you were mentioned on, you know, when you were at Bowling Green, um. I'm trying to think of how the way that you put it is, is like at the time, like you didn't understand like, or you weren't doing the right things until later in life of, of like values. I think that's the word that you use. Like I didn't have like the right values then versus like later in life or like what you're trying to instill in like a lot of those players. So if like, do you mind like contrasting on like when I was a player in college, it was like, here's the way I was living that didn't serve me that if I could go back, I would kind of like, redo some things in that sense to like what you're trying to the values that you're trying to instill and in like your players now yeah so I think for me there was a level of discomfort like that I felt like I had to have um so at, at me being a walk-on I was a walk-on my first three years uh, and then got a scholarship my last two um I felt like there was a level of discomfort that I had to have uh so I would always try my hardest in that sense so like the value system of that was was good however um nutrition wasn't really a thing back yeah. then <laughs> um recovery wasn't really a thing back then so uh we had a senior his name was freddie barnes um and he was talking he was in our in our wide receiver group and he was big on nutrition sleep all these things and i'm like man i don't know what are you talking about <laughs> and so like my m&ms and coke are fine <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's, honestly honestly and so and so I wish I would have taken that more seriously. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think the other thing too is limiting yourself because I chalked up a lot of my shortcomings to just like, well, this is what it is. Right. Mm. So like when I was a football player, I didn't really have good feet. And I tell my players this to this day, like to this day, I'm like, look, hands were great. Feet were trash. Like, <laughs> but, but in reality, there, there were two pivotal moments that I remember, like, one was Freddie Barnes talking about how he took an Epsom salt bath and all these things and nutrition. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then another guy, Rob Lorenzi uh, from Cali, he told me, uh, we, were, we were working on footwork. And I'm like, man, I'm not good at that. Like, I'm just going to do the, the normal ladder stuff. And he's like, dude, no one's going to judge you. Just just work on it, dude. I'm like, no, no, no. Because they have great, great feet. And I'm like, dude, I can't do that. <laughs> like, I just can't, you know. And he's like, no, just work on it, man. I'm like, yeah, let me just, let me, I'm, I'm going to go over here to this ladder. Something I'm good at, right? So the value system was one of like, I, I think what I valued was putting my body through precarious situations in like the weight room and like conditioning. But then when it really, when I really needed to work on the mechanics, 
or my my craft of playing wide receiver that was always tough for me because I felt like again 07 2011 range like you either had it or you didn't right you know what I'm saying and so like I didn't think that oh things can be developed mm -hmm. I didn't it's a think skill that. yeah right right and so I think transitioning right now to to what I do now I want I, I want our players to understand that developing is the big thing. It's not where you start, it's where you finish, right? It's it's not that. Like you might have bad feet when you get here, but you can have excellent feet when you leave. You might have bad um, a blocking technique when you get here, but if you work on it, you can have great things. You might not be great in the classroom when you first get here, but by golly, if we create a schedule and we do all these things and we create great habits, you can have... 3.0, 3.5, 4.0, doesn't matter, right? Like the developing, I think, is where uh, I, I val or my value systems are now. And even for myself, right? Like the uh, developing as a, a husband, a father, um, all these different things, right? If you're in, and this is true, like this is one of one of my statements that I always say, like in my head, I'm like, if you're not, if you're not growing, you're, you're dying. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a, a tree. Like if you're not growing, then you're, you're, it, no tree stays the same. You're either growing or you're dying. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm a firm believer in that. Like no one, there is no stagnation. There's you, you shouldn't be like in the same place that you are when you, when, when you arrive as a freshman, you shouldn't be in the same place that you are when you come in as, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I think that's the, the, the value system just develop, like, I know it's painful. I know there's going to be some bumps in the road and some bumps and bruises of, um, you know, working on your craft and it's going to look ugly, but don't worry about the ugly, but <clears throat> excuse me, don't worry about the ugly because eventually that ugly will turn into something that you really value. Right. Or, yeah. or something that you see and you look in the mirror and I'm like, man, this is awesome. It's kind of like, uh, uh, like <laughs> I always joke, like ugly guys don't look in the mirror. Right. Like, because <laughs> they don't want to see that <laughs> they just don't want to see it you know what i'm saying like hey i don't really look in the mirror too much there's a lot of blemishes up here right <laughs> so like but in order to improve yourself you have to look in the mirror <laughs> like you yeah. can't if you don't if you never look in the mirror then you'll never see what's wrong you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah and so uh it's, honesty um, it, it requires a lot of honesty right right a lot of honesty a lot of honesty right and so like i think a lot of players or or a good amount of players um, don't like to look in the mirror because they don't want to see the ugly and see what they have to fix in order to be great um, off the field and on the field. Right. And so I think that's the, that's the biggest value that, that I didn't really work on when I was playing, just straight developing. I developed, like I developed in the weight room easily, right. developed in conditioning easily, but that required effort, which was always going to be a thing for me. Like I'm going to get effort. That's easy. However, when it came to the mechanics and and working on things that golly, like I can't get out of this route. This this looks ugly. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. It's like, well, I guess my feet are just bad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so like I wish I would have worked on that type of stuff. Um a little bit more, a little bit more strenuous because who knows? I, I don't know what could have happened, right? Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. So, it's so interesting I, I guess, too, uh like one of the first conversations like, I like stand in like front of a team too, is I'm like, what's like, what's your greatest fear? And like almost every single time is like in some form or fashion, like fear of failure, right? Like, um, fear, and I'm like, yeah, fear, fear, fear of failure, fear of judgment. Yeah. Well, I think that's the root, right? Because I always follow up. I'm like, if no one was in the room, you wouldn't care. Right. Like if you were out there doing the drill by yourself and you messed up, like you wouldn't really like care, like you would kind of keep going on. But the fact that your teammates were out there and they're like, hey, like, come on, like do the drill. You're like, no, 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 like I'm going to look stupid. And you're like, no, like, come on, like do the drill. It's ultimately of, of like the fear of like what I'm going to look like in front of people. And so I'm like, the moment you can get over that, like you like you kind of get over the failure in and of itself because you're just like, like, I don't care what anyone else thinks. I don't care what an announcer is going to say. I don't care like what my coach, because ultimately it's like, you've been in the game like long enough too, is almost all coaches across the board are going to reward effort, right? right. Like what they're, what they're not going to tolerate is laziness, right? right? Or just, or just not trying or doing what's required of you. Like, yeah, like 
you may get taken out for a second of like, hey, like, I know you're trying to do the thing, but like, we got to work on some things before like we put you back in. Right. But like, ultimately is, is like, do you care? And are you giving effort? And I think that's like the fastest ways to, to stand out to, to a coach, to a, like, if you're trying to go to the league, to a GM, to, to a scout or to whoever, it's just like, like, oh man, like, who's that? Like skills we can develop, but that we can't teach. Right. 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 No, that's true. It's very true. Very, yeah. very true. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a couple times, uh, like some of the coaches, uh, like being being Christian guys and things like that. Is faith is that like a big thing? Is that a big part of you? I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, <clears throat> has it always been a thing? Is that recent? Is that just? No, it has. It's it's always been a thing. I think uh, similar to most probably people um, that were born, you know, raised in a Christian household. When you got to college, you kind of steered away a little bit, but after college church on uh, sunday <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> so uh after college i, I kind of uh started to dive back in my faith and um and yeah it's 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 a big thing for me. it really is it really is how's that kind of like helped i guess guide you or like instill some of those like new values that you like have now in terms of continuing to grow and develop because it to me it's the same thing right like you're just growing and developing a relationship right, right. and so like how's i don't know like how's that like grown and developed like for you over over the years yeah i would say that it it allowed me to understand that i'm not in control right like mm. i i'm i am not uh, as a, as a, as a believer, I know that God's ultimately in control and, um, I can lean on that every single day and put my best foot forward. Right. And so, you know, no matter what, I'm going to put my best foot forward and, and, you know, whatever God's path is for me, whether it be here at Iowa, um, you know, or excuse me here at Iowa state, um, down in Tampa, it doesn't matter. Like whatever his path for me, I, I'm going to, I'm going to follow. Now I have to listen and I have to be obedient um and uh you know stay in my word and 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 continue to have you know my conversations with him um but no matter what i can put my best foot forward knowing that i can only control what i control and you know at the end of the day god's got my back mm -hmm. um no matter and 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 i say that but i i think there there needs to be a preface here god's got my back yes but that doesn't mean it's some magical genie he's going to give me whatever i want right All like right. He's going to he, he he has a direction for my life and he sees how it's going to go. And I have to trust at the end of the day that he's going to put me in the best position to be the best version of myself and the best Christian man that I can be. Yeah. So that's that's where I think my faith has grown. Um, I didn't always believe that. I always tried to be in control of my own life. Like I got to as a, when I was younger, I was like, I got to be, you know, the man I got to be in control and all these things. Um but now as I, as I grow older, it's like, eh, I'm not always in control. Like God's right. God's in control of like, if God wasn't in control, I probably wouldn't be in high. Right. Like, right, right. <laughs> like, you know, like Tampa, Florida. No, 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 Right. But he, he saw, I think, you know, I saw the opportunity that God presented in front of me and he said, no, you need to be, uh, uh, you, you have to be an impact there. Right. And 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 it's it's crazy because I was talking to one of our players last year and I was like, man, I feel like God has really called me to speak to you specifically. And I don't know why. Yeah. And he was like, man, I, I kind of feel that as well. Like and he was going through a really rough time, really, really rough time. And and it's relationships like that, man, where like um, I didn't really not nothing didn't really. But uh, the, the impact that I was supposed to make here has really shown. And I had to trust that God was going to put me in the right spot. So, yeah. How do you yeah. like, because I think a, a, like a critical element of that is when those moments come of uh, transition, change, growth, whatever it is of recognizing the right opportunities. So how is it for you? Is it just, I don't know, is it just a, more of like a feeling type thing or how have you recognized, for instance, you're in this transition of like, do I stay in Tampa? Do do I go to Iowa State? It's like, how do you recognize which opportunity you're being called to in in that moment in time, like in your life? Uh, I, I would say prayer and a gut feeling, but the gut feeling comes after prayer. 
mm. if that makes sense, yeah. right? Like pray about it, really, really, um, really think about it. And and before my my father passed away, he said that like he said that like I don't know if Iowa State like you're in the NFL, like why would you leave? And I'm right. like. Uh, well, you know, it's a good point and all this stuff, but I prayed on it and I'm like, no, no, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to go here. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to go here. And so, um, it's prayer, but then the gut feeling comes after prayer. And I think, um, if it's, if it's meant to serve the mission of God and bring, um, bring people to him, right. Then I think that's where it's easy. Like the, the gut feeling comes in because you know, um, if you're supposed to be making an impact somewhere else, because I feel like, again, not only professionally, but like I was, I had a chance to make a, a bigger impact um, professionally, but for his name, right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just, I would say prayer and a gut feeling is, is that, is that answer to that question, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about like having connections with certain, like certain players there is like, what's been like, I guess like from a personality perspective, is what's been like the critical piece for you like when you go in to be able to like have that connection with those players because you know at the end of the day too it's like they're still 18 19 they know it all right like you know who are you anything is everything how do you think okay bro like whatever we get it right like how have you been able to from a personality your own personality um like build those connections to where it's like yeah, they hear it, and then you sit down with them, have a conversation, and the the light bulbs start to go off, right? Where you really, they yeah. really start to like trust and like follow your word. Authenticity, man. Yeah, truly authenticity. Like, and living what you what you trying to live what you're what you're preaching, like practicing mm-hmm. what you preach. You know, um, so anywhere from budgeting, healthy relationships, uh, uh, being a father, working out, right. Your, your eating habits. Like if I'm going to tell you to do something and eat, right. I'm not just going to go have burger and fries every day then. Like it right. is what it is. Like if I'm telling you to do something and you see me munching down the burger fries and a large mountain dew, like, who, who are you? What are you talking about, bro? Like, I'm not listening to you. Yeah. Right? No. Or yeah, I show up to a storm meeting and I'm so unprepared that like guys are like, I'm not going to listen to this guy. Like, what are we talking about, man? And so, like, I think living what you're, what you're, or uh, practicing what you preach, but then authenticity, man. Like, I am one of the. I, I feel like I'm very authentic to myself. Um, and I tell our guys all the time, like, I'm a square. I'm a dad. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I like, I like, uh, I like uh, Mighty Ducks. I like the. I like yes. The, those are my things, right? Like, so, like, I'm just true to myself. I'm true to myself, like. I'm like, no, just you're not a square. I'm like, eh, I am. It's okay. I get it. And like, and, and, and so even when I talk about my playing career too, I'm like, dude, my hands were great. My feet were trash. I'm sorry. Like, and they're like, just so I can lock you up. I'm like, yeah, you probably could. It, the game's different. It is what it is. So like being true to myself and being real and authentic, like I think guys respect that and they know that they're going to get a real answer um, when they come to me. And so um, if I don't, I don't, I like, I, I, I feel like I, I'm just very real mm-hmm. in a way that's kind of digestible, if that makes sense. I'm not harsh. Um, you know, in in you know, this this happened before the uh, the bowl game. A player came up to me, he's like, Justice, what do you think, man? Do I have a shot? And I'm like, look, you're about 13th right now in the O lineman room, maybe 14th. Here's the guys that are leaving. Uh, here's the guys, here's the guys that are graduating, here's the guys that are returning. Um, so do you have a real shot to be at one? Probably not, honestly. Like our our lines, most of them are returning, if not all of them. Um, do you have a shot to make the travel squad? Absolutely. You definitely have a shot to make the two D, right? But the reality of the situation is to get on the field as a one, it's going to be very very difficult for you. Now. Yes, and and I understand that. And but he was like, honestly, I've got so much of the runaround that. I, I I appreciate that you're being real with me and what you see. And I was like, I'm not a coach. I I don't determine the depth chart at all. Right. But from what I'm seeing and and me understanding how rosters turn over, uh, what coaches value, um, that's how I see it, man. And and so like I think that in any in also he wants to be a player development professional. So that's that's kind of it, it works out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so I was like, this is this is a player development like critical conversation that we're having right now. Yeah. And so 
uh, I was like, look, man, like, and, and he wasn't thinking about transferring anything, anything of that nature. He just wanted to know, like, yeah. where, he where do I stand? Yeah. Right, right. And so it's like, hey, this is where you stand. He's like, no, I appreciate that, man. Like, I feel like I haven't really got a straight answer. And, and you giving me like what you think in, in your opinion of how you see it really helps. And I'm like, no, honestly, man, that, that's how it goes. And so, you know, talking to other players like, hey, this is how I think you can be utilizing this offense, right? Or how, you know, you might not catch a thousand balls, but, you know, you could be utilized. In, and I told one player this um, a couple of nights ago. I was like, hey, these two guys left on offense, right? And they were our key run blockers. We need someone like that now, and you're the most physical wide receiver. The wide receiver we got, mm -hmm. right? So like this is, and I I keep showing him Keenan Allen clips because Keenan Allen's a physical wide receiver and he blocks. And I'm like, dude, this could be you in this offense. You just have to really buy into what's your what what you want or, or or your 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 process of getting on the field, getting bigger, getting faster, getting stronger, and being the most physical wide receiver out there. And so giving him the little tidbits of, hey, this is you might not catch. You might not be the one wide receiver, but right. guess what? When they look to you, uh, when when they when they look to get you know a couple tough yards, um, when it comes to run blocking and then having something off of that run block, like that could be you, right? That could be you. You have to understand where your value is and how you can best utilize that on the team. So, like, I think that's one of the biggest things is authenticity and and building the the real relationships and you know being down in the locker room with the guys, you know, joking around. Sometimes being the butt of the joke, it's all good. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and and uh, and just just having those those you know those conversations with them. Yeah, I, I love that too. Is I think that is a, a large part of that too. Is getting them at least in like my experience and like what I found too is helping them like getting really clear on like what experience that they actually want to have. Like while they're there, like you, like when you mentioned um, the one offensive lineman is, you know, what experience do you want? Well, like I want to be able to like travel with the team because like if the experience is you want to be a one and like they're telling you no, then like you can't get mad when you're not on the field, right? Like I went through right. that with a couple athletes is they're like, like, should I transfer or should I not? I'm like, but like what, like, what is it that you actually want? And they're like, like I have one year left and I want to be able to compete. I'm like, well, they kind of been clear with you that that's it's going to be a tough spot. So it's like, you probably need to go do what's best for you. And they're like, but, 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 but I'm like, <laughs> you're asking my opinion <laughs> based off of your experience. And it's like, okay. And actually both of them ended up and thriving too. So is, is that kind of the same thing too, is helping them get really clear, I guess, yeah. clarity on like what, what they're, what they want to experience. Right. Right. And, and I think one of the, the, the so the question that I always ask is what do you want to get out of Iowa state? And what do you want to get out of football? Cause those mm. two don't have to be mm. the same. Yeah. They, they don't have to be the same. I like what that. do you want to get out of football? And then what do, what, what do you want to get out of Iowa state? Right. And so when you ask that question, I think sometimes they, they run together, they mesh together and they're not the same. Right. Yeah. So if you want to get a master's out of Iowa state, and you want to just, you know, be on the team, play football. Oh, we can achieve that. No problem. That's easy. Yeah. That's super easy. If you want to get, if you want to just be here for three years at Iowa state and try to go to the draft, well, then that conversation is a little different. different. Right. And yeah. like, and if you're a, if you're a, 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 a guy that hasn't touched the field in two years and you want to get out of here in three, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to happen there, bro. Yeah. Like, it's tough. It's tough, but those are the real conversations that need to be had. Now, if you want to stay here for three years and try to go to the NFL, okay, now we need to reprogram, reroute you because that is probably not going to happen or, yeah. or, or not necessarily going to happen, but uh, the vision here is not going to be the vision for yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's just, it's, it's yes. Having those real conversations, um, and and looking the guys in the in the eye like the guys that that want to transfer it's like hey I don't I don't know what to do justice I'm like and and again with those guys that that maybe haven't touched the field it's like this is how I see it going right not going but this is how it's been so far right in yeah. this microcosm of of your of your career and this is the depth chart this is what the coaches value how are we gonna work it 
yeah. it's up to you, right? Like, I'm not going to tell you to go or tell you to stay. I can only give you guidance and clarity on what's physically going on at this current moment, right? Yeah. So those are those are uh, tough conversations too. But most of the guys, you'd be surprised. Most of the guys that I've talked to about that knew or they were kind of anticipating me saying that simply yeah. because again it's real and i think in the back of their mind they know they either want to get reassurance or they want to get the they they, they want to get reassurance of that feeling of man this isn't going the way i want to like should i should i go and they want to get reassurance for that or they want to say they want someone to, to give them that last glimmer of hope like no complete 180 you yeah. should stay you should do that but i can't do that for, yeah. for you I can yeah. just tell you what's going to happen, right? As a man and as a young man, this is some. There are some pivotal moments, and I and I tell some of our guys this too. There's really two pivotal moments in a man's life that either propel him or 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 send him in a downward spiral. There's one around 18 to probably 24, right? Like one pivotal moment that 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 is not life changing, but it's either going to 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 take you here or it's going to either plateau you or maybe start on the downward trend and then there's another one around like 26 to maybe 34 35 right like there's two pivotal moments i don't know what they are if you if, if you think about your life yeah. there's probably two pivotal moments of like each of those little spectrum it's like dang if i would have did this if i would have went left maybe i wouldn't have went to this culture i wouldn't have went here or if i if i didn't maybe date this girl it's like dang man, what maybe i wouldn't have you know what I'm saying? Like those, 100%. Those you know, and so trend, uh, uh, um, uh, transferring is for, for most of the, uh, for most of those guys is a pivotal moment. Like mm -hmm. I'm either going to stay or I'm going to go. Right. And I had that moment. I had two pivotal moments. Uh, one, the, the first one in, in the football world was, uh, shoot, I was, I was thinking that lifting and stuff was too hard at Bowling Green. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just soft. <laughs> I was just soft. I was a 171-pound wide receiver who hadn't touched a weight in decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I was just soft. And I was thinking, man, I need. I should probably go back home, and I should probably go to San Diego State. It's probably easier there. Little did I know that Jim Harbaugh was there. But, I mean, shoot, I didn't <laughs> – it was probably not – it was probably 10 times harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's like you like I so I stayed at Bowling Green, but it was like that could have been a pivotal moment where like my life could have changed forever. Yeah, I was truly considering it. I yeah. was truly considering it. So it's just like that. Like there's there's two pivotal moments usually in every man's life. Uh, later on, I would say mid later, and then early on, um, where decisions have to be made, man. They have yeah. to be made, and that's part of it too. Is helping them, you know, as as the kiddos come to me it's like you want me to make this decision for you and i'm like that's not mm -hmm. i actually the very first thing on the last slide that i put up is, is like there's three things that i'm going to go or the three things like as we work together throughout the season that i'm going to do and number one is i will never make a decision for you in yeah. any form or fashion right like is should i believe in god should i not go do your homework and come back and let's talk Right. Like, should I transfer? <laughs> should I do this? Do yeah. your homework, come back and let's talk. Or, or and, and maybe I prompt the questions of what experience do you want to have? Have you talked with the coaches? How did you language the conversation? What feedback did you get? And kind of like help them develop, you know, their own like firm, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do moment. Right. And it's like, okay, right. now you get to own that. And now you get to live with that decision because at the end of the day, you can't split test life, right? So you'll never really know. And so it's right. like, can I live with this and knowing that like I did my homework, I did my due diligence and I stand by this decision regardless of outcome. And I think those are like right. the, the biggest things to be able to do, especially at that age, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they want they want people to tell them and it's just like, you're, you're never going to, you're never going to, because I think making decisions is a skill. And so it's like, I always tell them, I'm like, if you guys, three of your friends leave here and y'all are like, Hey, let's go get something to eat. And then I'm like, what do you want to do? I'm like, it takes you 45 minutes to decide that you're going to go to Chick-fil-A. Like that's insane. Right? Like, 
<laughs> it's little, but that's a skill that you must practice. Somebody take right. control go, I want Chick-fil-A. Y'all good? Okay, great. Let's go do that. Or I want pizza. Yeah. Let's go do that. Right? Like yeah. that's a skill to be able to wear when the big moments come. It's like, okay, like now I need to like take a step back and like do my due diligence. And yeah. And so for me, I think it's more so like giving them or helping them with the questions to ask the coach. Mm. Right. It's like, okay, at that age, I didn't know what to ask. So like, let's, let's think about it. What questions do I need to ask the coach to, to get a better pulse on what he's thinking? Or my mm -hmm. position coach is like, Hey, where do you see me in a year? Right. Do you see me fitting in or it's, it, it could be a, a, an array of different questions, but that's my thing is they probably sometimes don't have the necessary bandwidth or not bandwidth, but they don't have like the 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 experience mm -hmm. to know what questions sometimes to ask, especially, uh, you know, with with coaches and and how they kind of navigate. Right. Like so helping them with that. But then after that we can we can break it down we can talk about it but yeah it's on you yeah hey, two things because i think curiosity is key like i think that any high performer any high achiever whether you're talking about sports business life relationships is they're constantly curious and so it's amazing especially like i'm trying to instill that in like younger and younger and younger, i.e. like high school, um, even like upper middle school, like seventh, eighth grade is like this past summer spoke at several different uh, like camps, like sports camps at universities. And I'm like, you're literally going to have a Q&A session. I'm like, your job is to come up with high quality questions. And I'm like, you're not going to, but I'm telling you, if you develop this skill, you will stand out more than anybody else. I was like, do you think if you went up to the head coach right now and go, what value do you bring to this team different than any other coach? That's a difficult question, right? Like that they would, okay, like, oh, I like that. Yeah. But they're probably going to remember you versus, and then I go in and sit on all the Q&A and it's like, what was your worst injury? How was your recruiting process? I'm like, those are, everyone asked the same exact questions over and over. Like you didn't stand out in any form or fashion. Right, and so I, right. I love that of, of like getting them to learn how to, because it's the same in a job interview. If you go interview for a job and there's 10 people and you all ask like, well, it's a normal day here. Like everybody asked that, like ask something difficult, ask something that they remember. They're like, damn, like I don't actually know the answer to that question. Or they, they fumble through it, so to speak, because nobody's ever asked them. And it's the same in recruiting too. Like, right. You, when you go on a visit, you should be interviewing them too. <laughs> I, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's, it's, it's you, I mean, you should ask questions at the end of the interview. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One would hope. One would hope. Right. Right. Um, so, well, um, we'll wrap this up. I got one, one major question. Yeah. And I didn't pre-frame you with this one. So, um, <laughs> if, if you were in a stadium with a hundred thousand people and you could leave like one core message, what would your core message be to, to a stadium of people? Hmm. I would say, oh, never stop growing. I think the message, the main message would be never stop growing, never stop being curious and never stop wanting better for yourself. Uh, if you don't want better for yourself, no one's going to want better for you. Mm. Um, and so not necessarily look out for yourself, but I think you have to want to develop yourself each and every day. Um, however, have balance, right? So having balance and developing yourself. So there's this tension paradigm that, uh, and, and I'll kind of go back to the main message here in a second, but there's a tension paradigm of grind, frustration, patience, and apathy that um, I, don't, I don't, I think Duke came up with it. I'm not really sure, but I use it. Um, grind. So it's like a, it's like, you know, a little cross grind, yeah. frustration, patience, and apathy. You don't want to become too patient that you become apathetic, um, but you don't want to grind so much that you become frustrated and burn yourself out. So you have to find the tension paradigm in the middle where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I can sit back, I can relax, I can, I can just breathe, but there's times where I need to grind, right? So going back to the main message is continue to develop yourself, find the balance 
of grind and patience uh, and try to, even when, I would say, even when times get tough, right? Look for small wins that keep you motivated and going because it's not what you do when times are good. Like though that's easy. Like everyone's throwing, you know, throwing confetti, sipping champagne. That's easy stuff. Like uh, that's easy to do. It's the times that you feel like you are just so lost mm. and so down. That's when real, I think real character in real, uh, real, not patience, but real um, changes me, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I guess the main message would be continue to grow, continue to develop, find the patient or find the balance between patience and grinding. Um, and don't let somebody care more about you than you care about yourself. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mic drop. We'll end there. I love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome, dude. I appreciate the conversation and had a blast and uh, stay warm out there. And was it Ames? Is that right? Ames? Yeah. So we're, we actually, we live in Ankeny. Uh, it's about 20 minutes from Ames. Okay. A, little, a little better set up for, for kids and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. A lot more I parks. A lot more parks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it, man. I appreciate it. Until next time, everybody. Peace. Right, thanks, Brian.